My name is Amanda Lee. I am an author and a blogger and a book formatter and a podcaster. And my best known series is the Beauty of the Dark series. I a mature YA young adult paranormal romance series with multiple other books out. And this is my podcast where I'm going to share my experiences and knowledge about writing and publishing with anyone who wants to listen, as well as interviews with other amazing authors. Welcome to Writing Reality with Amanda Lee. Oh. <laughs> okay. I didn't know it did that. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Uh, that was the first time it's ever done that. It talked to me. Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, welcome back to uh, my podcast, Writing Reality with Amanda Lee. And um, I have, uh, okay, I'm pretty sure I know how to pronounce your last name. I should have asked you before we started this. Karen Tom Tomlinson? That's correct. Yeah. I thought yeah. so, but I like to make sure <laughs> on the podcast. And Karen is a fantasy author. Yes. Yes. Fantasy and paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked over your Amazon page just to familiarize myself a little more. Yeah. That's fine. So I guess the first thing, give a little bit of an intro to just, I mean, kind of did fantasy and paranormal author, but a little intro to who you are and. Okay. You know, what you like. Okay, so um, my name's Karen, obviously, and I'm from the UK. I live right in the centre of, uh, of England. Um, I uh, live here with my husband. I have twin girls who are teenagers, and I have a Dalmatian called Minnie, who's a bit crazy. Um, and at the moment, if you can hear something in the background, I'm in the middle of uh, kitchen renovations and there's dust everywhere. It's just crazy. I'm, I'm sitting up in a loft room at the moment and there's dust in the, in the air. Uh, it's just, I can't see very well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Um, from an author point of view, um, I wrote my, or I released my first book probably about five and a half years ago now, so 2016, something like that. Um, and I wrote a fantasy series and then three books as sort of standalones. Well, actually, there's a, a duet and a standalone that still have more books to add to. Um, and then I decided I'd quite like to write some paranormal romance. Um, which is uh, adult, definitely. <laughs> it's quite steamy, steamy stuff. Um, it's paranormal romance, but it's got quite a lot of urban fantasy uh, sort of vibes to it as well. Uh, and I've literally, um, I've finished the last book of that and that's coming out this month. So that'll be a complete series as well. So that'll be five books. Uh, and I've already finished writing and I'm editing the next book, which is, again, their standalone paranormal romances for the characters. So it's set, set in the same world. Um, so I've got a couple of those to write. And then I've already started a, I've already started another three book fantasy series, which is not to do because I've got the covers for it. And they're really so I've got to do those. Uh, and I'm also in a joint writing project, first one I've ever done, which um, is it's slow going because obviously we're both really busy with someone called Claire Martyr, who is right, sort of very hot and steamy, uh, <laughs> paranormal 
romance so uh, we're seeing how that goes it's a it's a learning curve that one <laughs> yeah I um I I would like to do like a co-write with some but it just I don't know I really like to work alone <laughs> well this 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 is it and I think you know Claire's used to writing with other people and I'm not mm. and I, I I've very limited time for my writing because I work full time as well um so it's quite difficult to find the time to do it all um so we've decided we're not putting a date on it we're not putting any uh times on it or anything like that so um basically I I, I wrote a um a story plan a rough story plan um and I really like the characters I really like the characters but um I think I've written a I've written a uh, a chapter and then Claire writes one and we just do it when we have time to do it so we'll try and do a chapter and then pass it on to the other person so that they can read it um, but because it's slow going you have to go right back to the beginning and read it again yeah. <laughs> you know where you're going with your character that you're writing so um, yeah I mean it will get there I just don't know when it will get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I can not else who who was very rigid with their this needs to be done oh. by like you I, I I like to write when I want when I can and when I want to write I can't commit to to time yeah you know, time mm. I mean I I kind of do but really it's me who sets the deadline so I mean I I can change yeah. well, that's <laughs> it. so if, if you if you sort of stressing about something bad happens in your life and you really can't do it you're not then stressing about you know um letting somebody else down yeah, yeah. That's what I didn't want to, to do that so yeah. yeah yeah I was gonna ask you like what the process was like but you said you write a chapter and she writes the chapter and you pass them back and forth yeah for that one for for um for the co-write I mean like I say mm -hmm. it's the first one I think a lot of people are, are definitely more rigid than that and they will um have a time span to do it in but I can't do that because I've got stuff going on you know like house renovations <laughs> yeah. and and work and family life and stuff and I, I it just makes it a lot more stressful for me if I if I'm worried about other people so like you I prefer to kind of work to my own agenda really yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have a friend um Amy Shea she's also a fantasy paranormal author I mean I mean we've talked about writing a book together but I don't know it's hard to find the time and she's a teacher and you know it's just as well as a writer so yeah, oh, yeah. pretty crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. one day yeah one, one day. list <laughs> yeah my never-ending long to-do list <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right let me see if I can if I can read my own handwriting okay <laughs> this is like when I take notes for a book I just scribble it yeah all down yeah and it like my my hand can't keep up with my brain so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I actually I went to your Amazon page and clicked you know publication order so <laughs> so like you published your first book in 2016 I believe you well you yeah. said and I I mean that's what Amazon says they're not always right though so no, but that's yeah see, I think it was uh was it September or October I can't remember now yeah, in 2016, yeah. Idea. <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know I published it, so. <laughs> yeah, I I do remember 
the month I published my first book. I'm coming up on 10 years, actually. Oh. Next year. Next year. But yeah. <laughs> halfway to that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I believe you are um, a fellow independent author, or do you do like um, some authors now, you know, hybrid authors, they do both traditional and, yeah. and indie. So yeah, like what your like what drew you to the um indie publishing world and helped you make that uh decision um well I think before I published my book I'd I'd done what most people do I didn't know a lot about it um when I finished my book I didn't really know a lot about anything to be fair um so I looked into querying agents and um you know I wrote synopsis and that kind of thing and I sent off I think about 35 something like that um I got an answer back from maybe probably less than half of them um thanks but no thanks I thought well you know um I've got this book and it's sitting there doing nothing and I happened to read um I don't know if you've uh, read it or heard of her Elise Kova I happened oh, to read yeah yeah I got I basically I got a Facebook advert with with that on or an advert of some kind um I thought, oh, that sounds quite good. So I read that, and then I re- I sort of looked into it, and I realised that she was self-published. Thought, well, if 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 she can do it, then I can do it. So then I started to look into doing that, and I thought it's better than having it just sitting on my computer doing nothing. Um, but looking back, I wish I'd ha- held off a little bit and I'd learnt a little bit more before I actually did it because I've made a, a lot of mistakes, a lot, um, wasted a lot of money and that kind of thing. So. Um, that, that, I mean, that's initially what pushed me into it, is just realising that I didn't even realise you could do it. Um, so, yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was ready and um, <laughs> I was ready to go. So I had it edited. Um, I, I got uh, uh, an illustrated cover done. In fact, I have, I've got a picture of it somewhere. I've got, in fact, I've got one over there. I found a little treasure when I was clearing all my covers out in the kitchen, I found two boxes of books. Oh. <laughs> One of them was my original cover. So I had no. an original illustrated cover, um, which I, I don't know why I did this. I, I put in a, a Facebook group. They were asking to see people's covers. So I put it in this mm. Facebook group and it was for, for sort of feedback and had one person say that it was too, um, it was too teenage for a upper YA book and I listened yeah so I ended up getting um the covers that I've got now so I paid out extra money so double covers for my first book um when I probably didn't really need to um but yeah so um that's that's why I did what I did (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember because I I'm pretty sure I have been like seeing you online for years but I couldn't remember how and I think it was through Elise Kova (laughs) oh it might be yeah 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 I'm in her group I think we've done a couple of um we've done some sort of release parties um visited each other's groups that kind of thing um that's that might be why yeah yeah and I remember (laughs) I remember when Elise Kova published her first book too like Michelle Maddow reviewed it. I remember. That's right. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> years ago now. Yeah. I mean, just I, 
Oh, I was just going to say, I remember reading something Elise put up that Aldrich and Balder were inspired yeah. by Loki and Thor, which, you That's know, right. you know yeah. probably why I read it, to be honest. <laughs> I haven't finished the series yet. Uh, I have a habit of doing that, but <laughs> I have every single one of them. I have a signed copy too, but <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I apparently I've seen a lot of authors start their careers. <laughs> yeah. Are most of them still going? <laughs> yeah, actually. There are there are a couple that not so much, but most of them are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can be it can be tough to keep going. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think your covers are gorgeous, by the way. I have, I have to love them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who's your designer? Oh, well, that's actually really nice and really useful to hear because I was considering getting the that first fantasy series recovered because they're not selling particularly well at the moment. But um, I don't know. I'll wait and see. Yeah, um, <laughs> Goddess and Guardians series. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So I read the um, the uh, descriptions, the synop synopses for all those, and that has to deal with has to do with fae and magic and all of that. So. I mean, I don't think I've ever read anything like fae related ever, but I, I do like fairies and I kind of like a, the darker version of fairies. Yeah, these aren't these aren't the pretty little fairies <laughs> yeah. with, you know, gauzy wings or anything like that. They're, they're, sort yeah. of, they're, war they're warriors with armor plated wings. So, yeah, <laughs> it's quite, um, I mean, it is, it's it's supposed to be off white. And I think, you know, most older teens could uh, read it without any issues some of the schools around local to me have got a copy but um yeah I, I think they're not they're not for I remember, I remember giving it before I before I published it I gave it to somebody at work who said she liked fantasy mm -hmm. it was the first person I allowed to read it and she hated it hated it Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think what she wanted was um, unicorns and oh. little fairies and that kind of thing, and it really right. isn't that. <laughs> uh, and I almost, I almost threw it away and gave up. I was so upset by by the feedback, and then somebody else I worked with just sat me down and said, "Look, just because it's not her kind of book doesn't mean that no one else will like it." Um, and somebody else read it and said they really enjoyed it, gave me some feedback on bits I needed to kind of move around. Um, so I'm quite pleased I didn't sort of give up at that that point, really, because it was, it was quite soul destroying. Um, but I've grown a, a lot th thicker skin since then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I have to. <laughs> yeah. But you have to, don't you? Yeah, remember my first, like, you know, really bad review and all of that. Yeah, yeah. first one star. <laughs> Not fun. I mean, it wasn't one star. I don't remember what it was. It was actually three stars, but the review itself was not good at all. I'm like, yeah. okay, sure, okay. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or I think it was. I don't remember. I just remember emailing my critique partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think by that point, when I got my first one star, I'd been around for a little while and I'd seen all the other authors say how to deal with it. And and by that point, I actually, it didn't bother me too much because I thought, well, it was something like, I don't know, like one of those reviews, it's one star with two words, oh. you know, and you think, okay, well, that's really useful. <laughs> 
thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've gotten some it's more like readers who have a very visceral reaction to what happens in the book <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, you know my my cousin uh she has read every single one of my books and she said to me with the last book I published I got one of those reviews with a very visceral reaction <laughs> so I sent it to her because that's what I do and she said something like well you know as the author your job is to get an emotional reaction out of them and you did that yeah absolutely right well you agree with that that yeah. makes me feel better I made them in, I made them absolutely furious so I did my job <laughs> it worked <Yay>. yeah <laughs> but now, I, um, some readers very much prefer just happily ever afters, which is fine, but I think for some reason this reader was kind of, or no, this was a different review. That reader was a little misled yes. <laughs> about what it was. They have sometimes have, a, have in their mind what they expect from a book, and if it goes differently, they get upset by that. Um, yeah. Your story is your story at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. And I didn't feel like I misled them. I mean, I make sure never to put, you know, there's a happily ever after if yeah. there's not. Well, cause that's just mean, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, like the tagline was very ominous. It's like their love was doomed from the start. <laughs> I mean, and the yeah. reviewer complained about not getting, not getting the happy ending they were promised. And I laughed. I was like, I didn't promise anything. <laughs> promise anything. Never promise anything. <laughs> so I just find it funny now. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, you get used to it, don't you? I feel like yeah, I should put a disclaimer. If you need a happy ending, please don't read my books. <laughs> okay, move on. <laughs> it's like you might get one, you might not. <laughs> Depends where they go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What does this say? I think, do I need my reading glasses? Wow. Oh no, I can read this. Okay. So I believe everything, well, you said that you have um, at least one series that's like standalones, that's um, interconnected with individual characters. So yeah. I guess, I mean, I believe that's technically still a series, even though you can read them individually. Yeah. So do you prefer writing series then? And yeah and why is that your preference I think I do because I spend so much time building a world and learning the characters and learning what their personality foibles are and you know what they like what they don't like what what's going it's very difficult I think to build a new world for a standalone book and then just move on. I think if you were writing contemporary um, like in this world where you've got your world and you can give them their problems and um, their mountains that they've got to overcome in, in, and you don't have to build a new world, then I would find that easier. I, I certainly find it easier. Um, so, that, so the paranormal romance um, series that I've written, I've, I've finished the standalone book, which is something like 110, 15,000 words. I finished that within a couple of months, which is really quick for me. Wow. I mean, yeah. you know, um, because I knew the characters already, I knew what, 
world was. I knew what was going on around them. I can see what the bigger picture is um, because although they're standalone, they are set in the same world and it, which is, you know, this world, but with the urban fantasy vibes going on. Um, but I can see where I'm going with all of the standalones inside that world. So it, it becomes quicker for me. Mm. I'm trying to build this new fantasy world is I'm tearing my hair out already <laughs> I can't even remember how I did the first one because I'm finding it quite hard to get all that information in there and keep it there the new the new fantasy series you said you you've, yeah. you've started <laughs> yeah I started it I'm about well I say I started it I've written about I think about four four chapters of the first book and I've planned out all three books mm-hmm. But obviously, as you go, you're kind of building the world around it, around the characters as well. So I'm having to kind of think, well, OK, so if they're um, what's their currency, for instance? OK, so are they all going to have the same currency or how is that going to change as they go around this world? And it, it, hmm. you know, things like that, you know, writing the I write a separate document that's got all the characters in you know how many moons it's got how many what the big rivers are called all that kind of thing that all goes in a in a world building kind of document otherwise I forget that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I think with contemporary because I've written uh well one contemporary one women's fiction and you know yeah I mean I do have an idea and like more novellas about other characters in the contemporary which is actually now historical, technically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when it was published, it was contemporary. I looked it up. <laughs> it's like, if it's 50 years in the past, it's historical. Oh, right. What well, not it's contemporary. <laughs> oh. So now it's historical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's it wasn't it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I need to change that. <laughs> and the women's fiction one but you know it is easier just to write that and leave it but then yeah. I have um my like mature YA paranormal romance series yeah which I mean it started out I mean I started writing it when I was 18 and yeah. like it was just gonna be a short story because that's all I was writing at the time <laughs> and then like I dabbled with it for like a year and then I I stopped until I graduated college okay. yeah <laughs> and then there. like I took notes for like six months <laughs> and then I wrote it it was like okay now it's gonna be one book and then said okay no it's gonna be two books and then uh no it's gonna be three books <laughs> I did exactly the same thing when I wrote, wrote the first draft of my first book it was something like 280,000 words <laughs> and I was like I hadn't got a clue until I started um kind of researching how long books should actually be so I ended up splitting it into the first two books and then adding you know adding more story so that it took it it took it where they needed to go but yeah um <laughs> I can see yeah. I can see how that would happen short yeah. story full-length novels to five book series yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean they're 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 not short books I mean they're a little shorter like 65 to 70 thousand words but yeah yeah that's not a short short is it no (laughs) no I mean they're a little shorter I suppose than PNR but I'm not really sure 
<laughs> I don't remember. I'm sure I researched the length of it when I first started writing them, but now it's like, yeah. whatever. You just write what you want, don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was worried about it initially, I, but then I just thought, well, my, my story's there, my story is my story. Yeah. And yeah, I think the shortest one I've got at the moment, I think. I think Blessed King was 90,000 or 95,000 or something. I don't deliberately set out to write long books, but they just, <laughs> just happen. <laughs> just happens. <laughs> yeah. I've written a couple of, actually three now, novellas. Yeah. Like um, one in the same world as, um, it's called The Beauty of the Dark series. Right. And I mean, I wrote it because a friend asked me a question about two of the characters. Yeah. And I didn't know the answer. So I told her I'd write the story so I could find out and tell her. <laughs> yeah, And I thought it was going to be like 10,000 words and I finished and it was 34,000 words. <laughs> so. Was she satisfied though? Oh yeah, she, she read it. She loved it. She was, she was satisfied. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I keep expanding it because it's about, um, I mean, it's about witches and vampires. Yeah. So like, vampires who are like 200 years old there's a lot of stuff I could talk about and tell they have quite a like an interconnected twisted history yeah. <laughs> so there's just more and more to tell so I don't think I'll ever <laughs> stop <laughs> writing about yeah. them because <laughs> there's always more to write <laughs> always yeah and and then I um I wrote a book that I said was going to be 50,000 is kind of like my first draft goal because I usually underwrite, but I guess I don't do that anymore because I finished and it was 102,000 words. Wow. Okay. That's a big difference. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that one's still, still unpublished because I haven't finished editing. So yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So I'm actually also starting to write my first fantasy novel, <laughs> which is just so different. People, you know, who, you know, like my, some of my family that actually, you know, is interested in what I do, because of course not everybody's interested in the ins and outs of writing. They're really not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They think because I write paranormal romance, I should be able to just go over and do this. Like, not really. It's actually very different. <laughs> very different. Very, very different. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. set out with the idea of making it a standalone. And I just, I, I don't know if that's conceivable. <laughs> no. When you've done, and, and I think when you've put all that effort into making a world as well, and it's very difficult to just do a standalone and then move on to the next one you think, well I've made all this world I might as well use it you know <laughs> yeah yeah and I still am working on the world building because with paranormal romance and you know it's pretty much in our world it's just it there are yeah. these creatures that live in our world so it's not as much world building in this I'm like I have to make all the rules and everything it's just so different yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. you have to really think about what's going to work and what's not going to work and you know <laughs> what are you going to stop your magical person from being able to do otherwise they'll be all powerful you've got to have limitations what are they going to be yeah that are more feasible in that world yeah it's all sorts of things yeah yeah like one of my main characters I mean Kiara is a witch and she does have a lot of powers 
but she can't do everything because otherwise there would be no point. <laughs> she could just, yeah. you know, <laughs> deal with it. Yeah, so any advice for a first time fantasy novelist? I everything down that is my advice everything everything that even if it's a passing thought you know obviously right you know writing your characters down hair eye color personality all the rest of it that needs to go down height who they're related to um but like i say it's the little things that i will come across and think oh what was that river that they sailed down to get to get out of that city when they escaped how mm. many bridges did they go under and I write I have to have to write everything down there were two bridges you know or anything specific about a description on a building I don't know had gar gargoyles on it or whatever um I write it down in this document and I have had to go back and refer to it quite a lot um rather mm. than going all the way back through your manuscript to look for that little bit that you wrote that just that one sentence it's easier to go back to you to your master whatever world building document <laughs> yeah yeah I should do that because even with my paranormal series because there's so much history I didn't I wrote a lot of it down but not all of it yeah. and I've had to go back and like compare things and because yeah. like timelines and things like yeah. that and Timelines yeah. get me every time. I always mess it up somehow. So I, I write, <laughs> I write in Google Documents, so I have um, the document up, and then I'll have the world building document up as well, mm. so I can just refer over yeah. from one to the other. Makes life a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So apparently, I mean, I need to make some kind of master document for my other series because I know I'm not done with it yet. So I'm gonna. <laughs> Especially when it's taking a while to get through them all, and it's taking you writing it over years. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember everything that was been in, in the books that I've written at all. I have to go back and have a look. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you mentioned like hair and eye color. The first time I was writing the draft of what is now a scarred, one of my characters, I mean, I kept changing his eye color. <laughs> reader, <laughs> she's like. <laughs> What color are his eyes? Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, I know, especially because you write a lot of fantasy and paranormal, but would you ever consider writing a standalone? And what kind of genre do you think that might fall under? Um, I well, just between you and me and the gatepost. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've already started writing some contemporary romance under a pen name but um, oh, wow. I'm, I'm considering what to do with that pen name whether to keep it completely and utterly separate from me so no one knows it's me um, uh, yeah I have got some standalones in that um, I'm not sure about standalones in you know in, in the genres that I write now I mean that might be something. It's just that when I think of a story and I think of the characters and I picture them, I suddenly think of all the shoot off sort of the other characters and I think, oh, well, they could have this story and then they could have this story and then it snowballs. I mean, I've got a list of 
so many kind of standalones but in a world that I've already made that I want to do I'll never have enough time to do them you know yeah <laughs> I, want, I want to add some more onto the 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 offshoot the, the eight kingdoms uh world is the offshoot from the goddess and the guardians I want to add more to that because there were characters I really enjoyed in that that I want to I want to do their stories um but I'm busy doing the paranormal at the moment and I've got to use those three covers. So I've got to do the other. Have them. (laughs) (laughs) I have them. I've got to use them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I already have the cover for, um, this fantasy novel I started because I won it in a cover auction. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, okay, I can write this story to match this cover. Well, yeah. now I have to write it. <laughs> no, you have to cover, you have to write it. That's it. Yeah. 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 So you actually just uh, touched on like my next question. I was going to ask you your fantasy series, because do you have two or three fantasy series? I've got two, well, two at the moment. So one of them is the Goddess and Guardians, and mm-hmm. then there's the Eight Kingdoms, which is the offshoot of the characters from right. the Goddess and Guardians. And then the third one I'm writing is called the Ether Chronicles, and that will be completely separate new world it's quite dark fantasy that Ooh. one uh, yeah it's quite um it's, it's I'm not going to put it as upper YA it'll just be what it'll be and I think it probably be more adult now um than that it's, it's a bit difficult so I've been considering rewriting the first series to make it more or to just take the label of upper YA off it and just label it more slow burn rope fantasy romantic fantasy mm-hmm. uh, because of my other books being 18 plus I think I've jumped from that which was one of the mistakes that I kind of made was that upper YA to 18 plus paranormal romance they don't kind of go together um on the on the Amazon page so I'm considering what to do with that <laughs> yeah. I might leave it I might not I don't know <laughs> yeah that's not that's not my area of expertise <laughs> anybody (laughs) yeah Yeah, I was about to ask are the series interconnected or which you kind of just answered like yeah yeah. so the the, there is a one of the main uh main characters male characters is a prince in the first series um he was one of the sort of love interests you thought he might be might not be Mm -hmm. um not going to spoil that might might not be might still maybe he still is I don't know anyway he got his own series after after that because um I think because he was one of the more main characters he needed his own story arc to finish that off and it and it gelled in well with a couple of the other side characters um in that particular series as well so it worked out it it's worked out well from that point of view yeah I, li- I always liked that concept, like one series and then another one about another character that kind of intertwines. Yeah, they're all connected to get sort of cameos from people in the first series in, in this series and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I started writing a, another book a while ago. It was going to be a short story. Now it's probably not. <laughs> and I haven't actually finished or touched in quite a while. But one of my characters from Beauty of the Dark appears in that which was unintentional I was just like that would be cool because it has to do with vampires and I thought well if I'm gonna write about vampires again I want to somehow draw these two worlds together (laughs) why not yeah yeah (laughs) yeah true (laughs) so 
as a writer, like what draws you to fantasy and paranormal and that sort of world and genre? Because then there's not there's not the limitations of our world. And you know, you can read books about our world. I prefer to get taken away sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's it's more fun. You can um you can just use your imagination and and write really interesting characters and give them all sorts of sort of powers and things they can do, things they can't do. I just think it's it's more exciting. And I, you know, I, I quite like the excitement of developing a new world or deciding where these characters are going to go and um, that kind of thing. I think that's what draws me to it. I, I, you know, it's like watching films. I would prefer to watch um, a big sort of action, totally out of this world film than watch a real angsty, you know, emotional one from based in this time and it's just that's just not me um I find them quite depressing um, <laughs> I'd rather have a bit of fun and you know some big battles and a big shoot shoot you up and a bit of romance in there as well much much more me <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I mean I do like some movies that are just much more grounded in reality but never like really fluffy romance rom-com thing that's just never been my thing I mean, I watch them and I quite enjoy them sometimes, but I have to be in the right mood, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the more sort of gritty ones as well. I have to, I work my way up to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, one of the things I love, of course, I love reading, but like the Marvel Universe, I feel like it gives you both the like yeah. real world stuff and the fantastical sci-fi out of this world yeah. and marries them both together and you know it's this amazing enormous interconnected world so I admire that a lot as a storyteller yes yeah I totally agree yeah that's that's kind of why I like watching that kind of thing yeah so I would much prefer things like that as well or anything paranormal supernatural charmed yeah. uh <laughs> vampire diaries the originals yeah. <laughs> That's not Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Years and years ago. <laughs> I've never actually seen that, which I find surprising. Well, it's it's quite old. I mean, I was watching a couple of reruns the other day, just flicking through the channels on the telly like you do, and I, <laughs> I watched it, and this the special effects were just oh <laughs> cringy, cringy, cringy. Special um, effects have come a long way in a short amount of time, they, if you think about really it. Have. <laughs> <laughs> they really have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, for its time, Charmed had some pretty good special effects, I must oh, say, whenever you watch it. <laughs> yeah, I've watched, I watched Charmed, watched all of them. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Cole transforming into Balthazar, that's pretty impressive for, yeah, for the 90s. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, let me see. Why can't I read? Oh, so your new paranormal romance is a Wolf Shifter series, I believe. It is, yeah, mainly. Yeah, the main mainly. character are, are Wolf Shifters and and um, other things, but I won't go into that. <laughs> do you, did you, do you enjoy reading those sorts of books? What made you yeah. go from, like, I believe yours is high fantasy to a more urban paranormal wolf? Yeah, I enjoy all of them. I mean, honestly, if you, if you saw my Kindle, I've got all sorts on there, 
honestly, all sorts. I've got shifter stuff, vampires, I've got fae, I've got um, high fantasy, epic fantasy, I've got contemporary, I've got erotica, I've got all sorts, <laughs> gay romance. I read, I read anything that catches my eye. As do I. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, and I enjoy all, all, all genres. I don't particularly mm. stick to one. Um, if, if the blurb and the cover catch my eye, then I'll, I'll read them. Or if, if it's been a recommended author and I think, well, okay, I'll give them a go. Yeah. And then if I, if I enjoy them, I, I tend to read all the books they've got out and then I'll move on to, to someone else. Yeah. Yes. So what made you go for to try to write a wolf shifter or a shifter, I'll call it a shifter series? I don't know if I could possibly ever answer if somebody asked me what made me write something. So feel free to say, I have no idea. Mm. Oh, I think, <laughs> well, I'd, I'd always wanted to write one. And I, I honestly, it was, a, it was a more a uh, business decision um, because I like reading them, but um, it always seemed to sell really well. So I had an idea in my head. And at the time, I don't know whether you were uh, kind of around the Facebook groups at the time, it was about two years ago maybe maybe not quite as long as two years when they were talking about what the next big trend after um reverse harem was going to be mm -hmm. and there was some talk about prison romance and um that kind of thing um so i joined a couple of groups with that um because i've never really understood the right to market and how how you how do you know what's going to be popular i mean i, I have no idea you know and I didn't understand so I thought I'd draw, I'll, I'll join this group and see what happens and they were talking about super um prison um penitentiary romances and for some reason this idea just dropped into my head about um the it being a, a shift to prison where where supernaturals got locked away and it kind mm. of went from there but I didn't concentrate because I wasn't convinced about this prison romance you know genre so um I didn't market it as that and I didn't dwell on that so although it's set in the prison for the first book there's a massive world around that when or when something happens I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right but at the end of that book things change and the world gets bigger shall we say <laughs> so yeah. I, I just I just I listen to things and I I watch things and I think about things and then just these characters will just pop into my head and I write them down and I think right okay so this is who you are this is what you can do this is what your big issues with life are who who is going to stand up to you and what what are we going to make a story from and then I just kind of start putting it all together from there really it wasn't a conscious decision to write I'm writing a wolf shifter romance it was more I don't know gentle kind of stroll into it I suppose <laughs> Like it's probably got a little bit more uh, sorry more urban fantasy, not the computer a bit more urban fantasy uh vibes to it than probably your, your straight paranormal romances so yeah probably didn't do you know if i was writing properly on track for that genre i've probably gone off a little bit there it's more it's got more action in it than perhaps uh, a lot of paranormal romance i mean i suppose it's a little bit more like um or who could, who could I liken it to? Have you read Stephanie Hudson? 
and no i haven't her books she's more sort of she's sort of vampire paranormal demons that kind of mm. thing so it's probably a bit more along those lines i think mm. yeah. oh, i have a demon in my series actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like my, <laughs> my series has a lot of action in it too so yeah. i mean i don't it there's romance and action and angst and betrayal and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all over the place it's hard, it's, hard, it's hard to know where to market it isn't it sometimes it is because yeah. sometimes i think it does have a little bit of an urban fantasy mm. vibe to it but yeah. i think it might be more paranormal romance it's it's difficult I, I know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I have no idea <laughs> so you definitely you said you read all genres so what are some of your favorite fantasy or paranormal books or series or authors? Oh, crikey. Um, I'm going to check my Kindle out for that. <laughs> so many books. It's funny, isn't it? Because you have favorites. Mm -hmm. They kind of get um, swallowed by what you're reading at that point in time, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. I think, I mean... Like I say, I've, I've read um, I read quite a lot of the Black Dagger Brotherhood ones, the J.R. Ward ones. They were okay, and then I started to get a little bit bored with those. There are a lot of them, aren't there? There are a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like I say, Stephanie Hudson books. I quite like those. Um, K.F. Breen, I quite I enjoy those. I really like Amelia Hutchins, who does a very very steamy fae demons or the worldly books um but they're really good yeah i like those um contemporary wise um laurel in page is probably one of my favorites and um kay bromberg oh i know um, her yeah yeah um from yeah i think probably i mean looking at my I mean, basically, it's Jar Ward, K.F. Breen, oh, Sarah J. Mars. I mean, I've, I've read all of those as well. I um, haven't read those for a while, though. I haven't read her newest series, though. I haven't oh. quite got around to that, because it's supposed oh. to be Paranormal Romance, isn't it? What is it? the name of that? Crescent oh. City, is it? Crescent City, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I... I haven't read that one. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Paranormal? Really? It looks very fantasy to me well, by the cover. It. Yeah, it's very fancy. And I was quite surprised when I learned it was um paranormal. But um yeah, I haven't I haven't got to reading that one. Yeah. I mean I, I Miranda Honfleur, um uh Emma Ham. Um mainly quite a lot of indies to be fair. You know, I mean I was gonna I, ask you that. Is there a, are there a lot of indie authors in that um yeah. on your Kindle? Yeah. yeah there are and um i read what did i read oh i read um uh, uh gina showalter i read oh. her newest one um i've just finished reading it why well, can't i remember the name of it um it's the newest one with a fae in it oh heartless i read that and i i didn't enjoy that as much as i've enjoyed loads and loads of other indie authors um <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, but I didn't connect with the characters as much as I do with with others. I mean, it was still a good book, and I enjoyed it, 
but I wouldn't be in a rush to go back and get other books, you know. Um, I don't know whether, I don't know, it's just, just not, it was just, it, it was enjoyable, but I wouldn't put it on the same lines as some of the indie authors that I've read. I mean, I think, you know, they, they their characters are really sort of deep and interesting and yeah, I don't know, don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, Oh yeah, I was gonna say I've only read one Sarah J. Mass book, but it's um I bought every other book in the series after I read it. So, but her books are very long, so I think sometimes yeah. I get a little intimidated, yeah. which I find ironic because I read all the Harry Potter books and a lot of those are very long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think you just have to be in the right mood for the right kind of story, don't you? Hmm. Um, you know, it can be if if you look at a book and think, oh, no. So there's no point in starting it, is there? Because you're not going to finish it. But it's mm. nothing wrong with the author or the story or the characters or anything. You're just not you're just not in the right frame of mind to read it. That's all. Yeah, and I'm very much a mood reader. I think everybody is, to be fair. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, sometimes I'll start a book and I won't finish it, and will have nothing to do with the fact I didn't like the book. I just yeah. am not in the mood for right. it. For it, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for me, as both an author, a reader, a viewer of television and films, character is the most important thing for me. I mean, is it the same for you or are you more? Because I think plot's important, obviously, but I don't know. If I don't feel for the characters, I'm not going to care as much yeah, about the plot. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think, yeah, absolutely right. I, I think... And you need you need to connect with them quite quickly, don't you? Otherwise, I mean, I don't I don't like to not finish a book, and it's very very rare I don't finish one. Um, I will always keep keep pushing through. It, it, there's only been there was one recently. I'm not going to say which one it was, but it was one recently. I bought a box set, and that was a paranormal romance one. But for some reason, I just I just couldn't. I, couldn't keep going with it I kept put it down then I because I read on my kindle mainly I don't have room for sort of paper books in my house so um I put it down I read another book so oh, okay I'm gonna go back to it so I went back to it tried again no really couldn't do it so in the end I it was I was reading it through kindle unlimited so I, I, I just got another book out and returned it so I've tried three or four times now and I'm just not I'm just, I'm not feeling the love so <laughs> I have to give in and I hate giving in I, I, I really really don't like giving in um, because I think people have put such a lot of effort into writing a book and, and making their world and characters um, that I don't like to not finish a book for them but it just wasn't for me. That yeah I, I very rarely don't finish or start a series and not finish it might take me 10 years but you know <laughs> I'll finish it usually there was one I mean, I don't know. These authors are very famous and well-known. I don't think this is going to hurt them. The House of Night series. <laughs> and wow. it's very, there are 12 books. And I started out, I really enjoyed them. And then it was it's not, like the main character started <laughs> yeah. reading on my nerves a lot yeah. to the point I just couldn't read it. <laughs> I think, you know, I think that's, if, you, if a series goes on for too long, I think people do lo lose interest. I mean, I know 
there's a lot of advice out there about keeping your series going and going and going for as long as you can you've got these readers but readers get bored if you don't you know I think you're better to go into it in the same world but go off at a slightly with the other characters and just keep it that way as opposed to the same characters all the time they never get anywhere and I yeah. find that frustrating. <laughs> what what's their end goal what what is it that they're trying to do I mean I, I used to read a lot of Jack Reacher books when I was younger and I ended up giving up with those because thought, where's he going what what is the purpose of his life what what <laughs> what is he doing he's got all these things going on in each book but He's, he's a lonely old man who's walking around on his own. I mean, what, what, what what's the purpose of his life? Where, where, where is he trying to get to, if anywhere? You know, and I, in the end, I just ended up getting quite frustrated by it and, and moving on to something else. In the end. Yeah, I think, you know, you have to have some sort of, I don't know, a, well, a story arc that closes and your characters need to change and come to a point. <laughs> And, you know this is a story arc in each book yeah yeah and then he moves on again and you're like well he's going to do the same thing again <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's or... not, you know, other people obviously really like that but for me I just got I got quite frustrated with it and, I, uh, I could on. see that <laughs> <laughs> or with a with television series sometimes when they go on too long mm. it just I would rather it ended you yeah. know have they it on a good note yeah or, or you keep watching it and you think okay but then it gets cut by the network and you think oh I spent all that time sitting there watching and getting invested in all these characters and now they're just gone that's yeah. really frustrating whereas they're frustrating they just finish it properly <laughs> you could move on to something else yeah I find that really frustrating yeah one of my favorite sci-fi series the 4400 I mean. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know the fourth season it's just ended and it could be considered an ending I guess but there was so much left open my mom and I were so disappointed <laughs> yeah, I hate that feeling really hate that feeling <laughs> apparently they wrote some books to wrap up the story but... oh that's nice of them yeah I don't know it's not quite the same really. I love books but <laughs> not really the same um oh what are you reading now there's a good question <laughs> I'm reading uh it's a gay romance it's uh by hang on this was one that came through um recommendation Amazon sometimes sell send you uh um sign up links for their workshops so I'd signed up to one with this um author because I was thinking about doing contemporary um and it is I can't see a name where is it Sloane Kennedy um that's oh on my, I on think I've book. heard of yeah, yeah. It's quite successful in that particular genre mm -hmm. so I thought right okay if they're if she's successful enough to be doing um podcasts or whatever with Amazon on their Amazon University thing. I'm going to read some more books and see see how I get on, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading a short story collection called The Curiosities. All right. By, um, Maggie Stiefvater, Yavanov, Yavanov, I can't remember, and yeah. Tessa Gratan, Gratin. I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> and I think 
they write or I think they're all still writing I know Maggie is I'm a big Maggie Steve Otter fan yeah write a lot of like magical YA paranormal (laughs) sort of stuff yeah yeah Yeah. quite enjoying that short stories I haven't really read or written short stories in years but I'm getting back into it (laughs) I I get quite yeah I get quite frustrated with short stories because I just want more more I was in a bit of a like slump so I decided to read something short would be my best bet yeah yeah and I started oh I just gonna say I started right with writing short stories so you know yeah feed the motivation (laughs) so how long have you been writing when did you start writing Uh, gosh um well, I always wanted to write. I've always read, you know, even when I was a teenager, I read books that my parents would leave lying around. Um, mm-hmm. I'd go and find them like Wilbur Smith and, you know, my mum always had the Mills and Boons out on the shelf or whatever. And I would read anything that I could get my hands on. Um, I used to have a collection of Famous Five by Amy Blyton. Um, I used to spend my pocket money on doing that. And I always wanted to write something. Um, but there was never the time, you know, like you, when you were younger, you've got college, you've got university, then I did my nurse training. Um, and then there was just no time and they got married and I had kids and all that kind of thing. But my husband bought me a, well, first of all, I started writing on, um, I don't know if you've met them, you're probably not old enough, uh, a dot matrix um, printer thing. Um, and I used to take it in on my night shift. So when I had an, an hour's break at night, I used to do some writing. And then that kind of fell by the wayside. So I got busier again and I got promoted at work and all the rest of it. And then I found it. I found some of the stories that I wrote probably about, oh gosh, it must have been six years later. And it was terrible, absolutely awful, cringeworthy, awful. Um, so I thought, oh God, I'm glad I never did anything with this. I kind of told he'll be about it and he bought me a um he just bought me a tablet one 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 year and I've been telling stories with my girls I've got twin girls and we we started off as a bedtime story making up um characters and what those characters would do and we'd go on a journey with them we kept it going um and that kind of sparked it off again and I thought okay so if the girls enjoy these stories maybe I can look at writing a story again so I started writing um when the girls were about four four or five and they're 15 now so 10 years ago so it took me well it took me four or five years to go from writing to actually getting it written up as a proper book and changing obviously you know changing a lot about it um the only thing I didn't change was the main character's name Diamond (laughs) (laughs) she was originally Diamond Sparkles (laughs) Diamonds okay (laughs) dropped the last name and kept the first one Um, so yeah so properly I suppose about about 10 years ago now yeah matrix yeah I don't know that doesn't sound familiar to me <laughs> I mean I what kind of computers did I start working on in elementary school I don't know they definitely were not laptops or anything fancy they didn't have computers when I was in oh, school <laughs> well they did when I was in school I mean it was 
big and boxy and all that. I just turned 30, so. Oh, I'm near 50. <laughs> We're a bit older. <laughs> My mom, and you know, I love that you make up stories with your, your daughters. My mom would, well, she read to me when she was pregnant with me. So, Aww. you know, <laughs> I've been hearing stories before I was even born. There you go. <laughs> so it's just kind of like in my DNA, I suppose. <laughs> and I, I take a lot of medicine that makes me really nauseous. And she used to make up stories for me after that when I would take oh. it and my stomach was settling. Try and distract you a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember one about um, something about a, a, a prince or a princess and it had to do with soup and she had to... Like she making some kind of soup and trying the soup. It was probably to get you to eat your tea. <laughs> if, oh, you were, if you're feeling sick, it was probably to try and get you to eat something. It could have been. I, I actually, that was another thing. I didn't have like any appetite growing up. It could have been. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll have to ask her about that. What was that story, mom? Probably go what? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> so, for me, music is a pretty big source of inspiration, and I used to listen to playlists while I wrote. Mm. Now, sometimes I can't. I find I can't more often because of the words and they distract me. But I still like make playlists for my books yeah. to yeah, give yeah. me that inspiration before writing. So. Does music play a part in your inspiration process or writing? It does now. It didn't used to. When I wrote my first series, I had to have complete silence to write. Um, but as time's gone on, I've now got um, Tidal on my phone and I've got, I've got loads of playlists. I've got sort of four paranormal writing playlists. I've got a contemporary. I've got um, an Angels or Demons, which is coming next. I've got a fantasy playlist. So... Um, yeah, I do tend to add things to each playlist as, I, as I'm just listening to random music that Tide will give you. I think, oh, yeah, that'd be, yeah, so I add that on. So I do have it playing in the background. It cuts out the noise of what's going on in the house, you know, mm -hmm. when you've got children and you've got the telly on downstairs and, and I've got a dog and traffic and, uh, yeah, it helps me just, it's like white noise, I suppose, just mm -hmm. focuses me. Yeah. So is it more instrumental music or, you know? Fantasy okay. is, yeah, the fantasy is more instrumental. The um, the paranormal one is, isn't, it's more sort of, um, I don't know what you call it really. Hmm. Is it American folk? I don't know. Did you ever watch the programme? You probably didn't, but um, Sons of Anarchy, did you ever watch that? They've got... I um, didn't watch it. I know what it is. Yeah, so that kind of music on there so um it's a similar sort of vibe I suppose that I would I would listen to to put on my paranormal list yeah yeah I I have playlists for almost all of my books and they tend to be actual songs with lyrics but when I'm writing I can't necessarily listen to that yeah so I'll put on instrumental music or background noise like ambient noise or like movie scores I find I really yeah, like yeah movie yeah definitely but for fantasy for me and sometimes if I'm writing a battle scene in a paranormal 
fight scene you know I, I I think I agree I think instrumental works better because it's more it's got more mood to it I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it does or television scores anything with very moody Movie, <laughs> music yeah. like the Crimson Peak soundtrack I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that movie that's my favorite movie ever but <laughs> or I don't know so many I can't Doctor Who background music except I can't always do that because I know exactly what's happening as the music <laughs> is playing <laughs> distraction so that doesn't doesn't always work for me because then I just <laughs> I I'm watching it in my head so it's not necessarily feasible <laughs> um oh so marketing is my probably weakest point so yeah. I, I'm Absolutely. perhaps that's a lot of authors feel this way and we just don't talk about it. Yeah. How is navigating the crazy world of indie marketing? I mean, are there any tips or are you just as I'm you know, just as, as I am? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm, I'm struggling with ads and things like that, just like anybody I've done. I've, that's one of the mistakes I've made over the years. I've paid out so much money for courses, and I still don't get it. I can't make I can't make them uh, ads work for me particularly. Um, I, I can I can do Facebook ads, and they do turn me a profit most of the time, but only on very low daily budgets, so five five dollars a day, five pounds a day. That's the only time they turn a profit for me. Um, I've literally just kicking myself at the moment because I paid someone to set up some Amazon ads for me and they've just continued to hemorrhage money and I paid them a thousand dollars I would suggest don't do that I set my own I set my own ads up and they are earning as as much money as these the people that I the reason I did that was because I'm so short on time I haven't got time to do all the all the marketing courses that I've got and when I do do them the information just doesn't stay um so I thought I'd go on this the end of this particular course I went on a recommendation for this other company to do these Amazon ads for me started them two months ago um and the cost per click advertising is far far more than I would ever pay for mine it's gone up to sort of 50 cents per click and that is way way more than I would tolerate for mine um consequently it's losing money um so I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. That's my little gem. I wouldn't recommend paying anyone else um, to do them for you. Um, I've, um, no, I think the best place to be really is is the twenty books to fifty k Facebook group that you can pick up um, some quite good nuggets of information there, um, and some of the smaller groups as well. There's a, a sort of a paranormal romance group that I'm part of and just getting together with other authors and doing um, newsletter swaps mm-hmm. regularly um, is probably the best thing that's worked for me I think really yeah yeah I'm in that group the 20 books to 50k I'm in mm. some sort of paranormal romance group but I can't remember what it is <laughs> so many there are so many <laughs> And I've started doing newsletter swaps more regularly and like group promotions and stuff. Yeah, 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 that works. You just can't keep, you know, dishing out a thousand dollars for this or that. Yeah. And I've, I've found it, it, it really, 
it, yes, I will turn a profit, but the profit, is like, profit for the month after paying out advertising is like $35. <laughs> and for me, if I earn $35, it's not $35 it's it's ends up being like 28 pounds which oh, right because of the conversion rate yeah because of the conversion so um you know i think putting 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 most of your money into your releases and your effort into your releases that's the only thing that's worked for me and very low budget facebook ads turned me a profit that, that's pretty much it really amazon haven't mastered amazon yet i know a lot of people really make it work for them um and i've recently bought um just an amazon ads book that somebody recommended from one of the groups so i'm going to try that as well yeah um, i haven't really ventured too much into amazon ads and such and i did yeah. facebook ads a while ago and then uh, something happened i don't know i think well, i got thrown off my first account for having um, emojis on it. Oh. If you go into the terms and conditions, um, you're not allowed to have symbols on it. Ah, and well, that's put, a good tip. Yeah, I'd put some hearts on it. Uh, and they wouldn't, and once once they've thrown you off, they freeze your account and they will not open it again. It doesn't matter how many times you contact support or whatever, or whatever they review it, they just go, nope, you broke the terms and conditions, you're out. So basically, um, set, I, I set up a um, business uh, ads manager, uh, set it up with a different credit card, and I run them through there. Um, mm -hmm. But I was very careful to read all of the terms and conditions very carefully um, about that. Um, yeah, it makes me very angsty because you can't get in touch with anybody to explain your case or oh. they're not interested at all so you've really got to learn the, I suppose that would be my advice read the terms and conditions very carefully and I think yeah. they change and I just had it wasn't an, um, a Facebook ad but um, posts from my author page were marked and I have no idea why and oh, from a year ago <laughs> yeah, I don't know I mean, yesterday I found I went into my account just to see um, check the budget and everything. Yesterday, no, two days ago, um, and I saw that an ad that I'd put together probably about six weeks ago had been declined. So I just thought, oh, I'll ask for a, a manual review. So I clicked the button to send it off for manual review. It came onto my system yesterday and started spending money, and today it's gone. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea whether they've suddenly decided that actually yeah it was okay but actually today it's not okay or whether it's just been totally deleted I've uh, no idea right. what's happening now. <laughs> I have random. no idea Very and random. then you know when I clicked um to try to review the case or something I yeah. forgot the exact wording yeah. they basically say well we're short because of COVID so yeah. <laughs> you're probably not gonna get an answer okay then <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so I guess I've got to read those terms and conditions really carefully like what did I do <laughs> and you know it was from a year ago so okay yeah. that's odd <laughs> being quite random at the moment there's been a lot of posts um in a few of the book groups that I'm in that ads that have been running for months have suddenly been flagged as you know they've got flagged and stopped and then mm. not reviewed and then they've been back on and then they've got stopped again and I think Facebook's having a 
having a moment again. They've changed all the Apple software, haven't they? And the interactions with all the Apple stuff. So um, I think people's ads have got, become more expensive because of that. Um, but my, mine, mine did for a couple of weeks, but they've gone back to how they were before. So it's probably between sort of 18 and 24 pence per click, the two ads that I've got going, yeah. Yeah, and a friend of mine who runs a, you know, um, like a, what is, what, oh my God, why can't I think, a PR company for authors, a lot of their just Facebook posts, not even ads are getting flagged and yeah, I'm not sure why. <laughs> they must have changed the bots that look at them or something and the system is just flagging them for no particular reason. Yeah, yeah. so apparently it's happening all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It does change a lot, so it's a very yeah. fluctuating thing. <laughs> it really is. Sometimes it's fine, and they're mm -hmm. not. It seems to go through little sort of periods of time where it's really unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, no like now. <laughs> you know, I shared something about a book, and I'm thinking, uh, is this okay? I mean, all I'm doing is posting my cover. Is this going to get flagged? <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah, just yeah. put it up there and wait and see. On it these days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's here's a fun question. Um, so if you were to go on a road trip with one of your characters, who would you most want to go with and why? Can I can I do an RH for this one? <laughs> can, can I, I do take, what can I take several with me? <laughs> oh sure. Why not? You can take several. <laughs> um okay. Let me think. Who would I want? I think I would go back to my very first male character because mm. he was my first. <laughs> um, yeah, Hugo Stroke, mm. whatever his secret name is, I won't give that away either. Um, so yeah, I would go back, I would go with him. He's got wings, you That's know, cool. one, if you yeah. wouldn't even need to bother about running out of fuel, you could. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wherever you want. Sure. That sounds fun. <laughs> so, who would you least want to go with, and why? My characters. <laughs> yes, oh, of your characters. Uh, <laughs> I would least want to go uh, go with. I was about to say the devil because the devil's in my new one, but I'm not going to ah, say well because he could be quite. He or she could be quite fun. That's, um, that's true. <laughs> I would say the uh, the first villain in the goddess and the guardians there's more than one villain but the first villain the queen yeah Ooh, she's I like, away. I like that it's a queen i like when the villain is a woman <laughs> yeah she's, she's very evil <laughs> i like it <laughs> i'm kind of obsessed with this song the queen of mean i can't remember who it's by mm, i really recognize that yeah. oh i can't remember who sings it and someone made because i watch fan videos of marvel stuff and someone yeah. made a fan video of wanda maximoff to this song i don't <laughs> think she's mean but it was a very enjoyable video and there's a line something like if you I want mean, a villain for the queen <laughs> the queen is mean by sarah jeffrey i think that's it yeah i mean yeah yeah i don't think so <laughs> oh no that's an ad <laughs> oh okay i was like i don't think that's it yeah oh hang on turn that down anyway there we go you'll have to check it out after after this has oh. wrapped up 
I'm kind of obsessed with it. It's made its way onto some of my playlists as well. Because <laughs> then the fantasy novel I'm writing, the the heroine, I use these terms loosely because I think I write a lot of antiheroes, is more of the, uh, you know, quote unquote bad one. So okay. <laughs> I quite like. <laughs> um, so I think we've sort of touched on some of this, but for aspiring writers and authors, what what sort of advice or words of encouragement would you have for them listening? I would say, don't give up, believe in your story, because like me, if you get a some bad feedback or somebody doesn't like your story, it doesn't mean you've got a bad story. It just means it's not their story, um, but it's still your story. Um, I wouldn't allow people to put you down. It's amazing how many people are negative when you're writing a book. It's quite amazing, <laughs> especially your first one. You say, I'm writing a book and they sort of roll their eye. Don't allow any of that to stop you from achieving what you want to achieve. Be very determined to achieve it. But also before you release, please look into what you need to do. Don't waste money like I did. Look into what covers are on genre. Look into what editors you can afford because editors cost a fortune. They really, um, really, really do. So yes, it might not be the world's best editor, but is it a good enough editor to get your book out there? Um, have it copy read by a friend or family to pick up on. I, I've got a few copy edits in my first book um, because I didn't know I needed to do that. I presumed that the editor would pick that up and that is not their job at all. So you need to understand what people's roles are um, well before you get that book ready for publishing. Um, look at your cover, make sure it's on genre, don't spend too much money because then you're gonna have to, if you have to redo it, it costs you a lot of money and don't advertise just your first book until you know what you're doing because you'll lose a lot of money on mm. advertising. Set yourself a budget and stick to it. Switch it off when you've reached your budget or have it finish. Um, don't get into debt for your books <laughs> because it takes a long time to catch up, she says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I think what you said before about putting most of your budget into, you know, the cover and the editing and all the things that make your book look you know they say don't judge a book by its cover but in all honesty <laughs> the cover is very important <laughs> it's important very important yeah i mean there are books out there really really successful with homemade covers there are without a doubt you might get lucky but you might not yeah you know. <laughs> and of course the editing you know copy yeah. edits and copy reads and all of that yeah. Editing really is expensive, goodness. <laughs> really, really expensive, yeah. Yeah. So very good advice. <laughs> well, buy some editing software that will save you money in the long run. Um, it's not something I've done because I do have a reader who helps me edit, um, who is very, very kind to me and does that. Um I suppose the only other piece of advice I would say is when you can afford it and only when you can afford it, um, buy yourself some software that can format your books because that is really, really helpful. I bought Vellum and it's the yeah. best investment ever. I did um, as well. <laughs> yeah, 
was worried about buying it, but actually it's earned its money back tenfold because oh, you've been all of the links in the back of your books. You can update them. You can change things. You can edit directly in that document. It's so useful. That That's the one piece of software I would say get if you can. Yeah, I had, well, not to make it too long-winded. So my university, they will have um, current students call up alumni. And the student who happened to call me up actually wanted to be a writer. And he asked me, you know, what's the best thing you ever bought as a writer? And I told him Vellum, you know, as a self-published author. Yes, and, it, but it is. It's so useful, you know, and you realize you've got, so, to, so for me, I've changed I've changed. Or oh, the other bit of advice is going back to your other question, get your newsletter up and running. I didn't have a newsletter when I released my first book at all. You need a mailing list so that you can email people um, when you've when you've actually when you're actually ready and get a bit of excitement going. And I didn't do that. I didn't even know I needed one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so anyway, yeah, so do that. But I, I recently changed my because having a newsletter, you have to pay for that as well. That's another cost. I've also got um, another friend who set me up a website and he's currently installed a plugin where I can use my, I can run my newsletter through my website um, and I use Amazon as the server to send and it saved me probably $40 a month, 40 pounds a month. Um, so to, to, and I've got an email list of 11,000 people now. Oh, wow, it's amazing. This, this month and I send fortnightly newsletters it's only cost me six dollars oh, to send yeah, all that's good. letters so <laughs> um it's not as pretty perhaps as as some of the, like mailer light and things like that and I, i'm i'm not entirely sure about the delivery rates but um yeah it depends what you want from your newsletters really yeah 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 i set up mine rather early but i really didn't take it all that seriously i've just started this year to also send um, every two weeks I've, I've begun yeah. sending mine as well. It's hard work, but it's also it's useful for those newsletter swaps we were talking about. If you send fortnightly, you've got more space. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And a newsletter, because, you know, social media, in my opinion, yeah, it might be important, but you never know how things are going to change and all of that. And your newsletter Facebook, is... Facebook now has stopped delivering posts. Even in my group, people don't see my posts anymore. Mm-hmm um so the interaction is quite it can be quite soul destroying when you spend a lot of time trying to get people to interact with you and nobody bothers um you know or you might get one or two comments and it's easy to think oh well I'm not going to bother them but you can't you can't have that attitude you have to keep pressing on so I think maybe Facebook's had its day as far as groups concerned and and I'm looking at other things like some of the bigger authors authors have started something called Mighty Networks Mm. They started groups on there so I think I might um look into that uh, and start up a group on there but um we'll, we'll see how we go yeah yeah I yeah about Facebook I remember saying to my mom I just don't know if this is even worth it anymore like that yeah it's, it's all right you don't mind putting the effort in if you're getting some interaction but mm-hmm. there's so people are, are members of so many groups mm-hmm. and once they've interacted with those groups Facebook will show them those groups and if they haven't interacted with yours for a while then you fall off the radar and they forget about you and it's that vicious kind of circle isn't it really yeah so So, I agree an email list is definitely important because it's yours more so so definitely yeah 
yours to interact with and do giveaways on and do whatever you want you can use the language you want you know I mean it it's up to you you don't have to be careful about the images and whether they've got too much skin showing (laughs) yeah it's yours Mm-hmm. people don't like it then they can unsubscribe unsubscribe <laughs> yeah exactly so oh, I feel like I was going to say something but I, I can't remember was it about Facebook probably I don't know probably about Facebook and newsletters yeah. <laughs> probably yes I'm not sure <laughs> um I so I think you already answered this because one of my last questions was um, what are you working on now? <laughs> I think you answered that. <laughs> well, I've worked on, yeah, I mean, I worked on um, Alpha Scorned, which is my next book release. Um, I'm editing that. Um, like I said, I've, I've already started the next book in that series for the next character. Um, I've written the first chapter to put in the back of Alpha Scorned. Um, and like I say, I've got my Ether Chronicles is next. I've got to do it. My covers. <laughs> it took three years for me to get those covers there's a cover artist who is always busy uh, so I got those covers I pushed and pushed until I got those covers and I have got to use them I really like them they are super yeah who's your cover artist uh well for that series uh I can't remember I saying it um, Amelia Chichilescu or something like that um but she's way booked up uh, she's so good she's very busy um I think her website, if you like those kind of covers, I can tell you what her website is, just for anyone who wants fantasy covers. Um, Mar- I think it's a Marliac design. I can't get out. Oh, I'm stuck on YouTube on my phone. Anyway, there we go. I'll, um, oh, there we go. She's, she's gone. Let me have a look and I can give you her website. Amalia Chitulescu. Excuse me if I butchered that name. (laughs) It's uh, amaliac.com. So A-M-A-L-I-A-C-H.com. And I will show you the type of things she does. That's not very clear. Let's have a look. But I'm not showing you my covers. <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> she does very sort of, um, it's very intricate mm-hmm. uh, designs. Sorry. Okay. Let's have a look. Images. Uh, here we go. I'll just put one up you can see so it's very intricate kind of um mm-hmm. you can see that oh yeah oh wow uh sort of it's very fantasy based yeah yeah cool yeah very cool so i feel like i know you guys can't see this but here that's my cover for my first oh scott <laughs> it's very <laughs> paranormal <laughs> if we're doing covers i know that these guys can't see them maybe I can't oh, oh oh that was the first one the one that i got rid of but i found a whole box of these so i'm gonna i'm gonna sell these for a little bit cheaper on um on my website very soon yeah first edition 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, my um the designer for this is um uh Nadja uh Q A M B E R. I I I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. <laughs> She's great and when I first started, you know, she did have uh, a good base of authors but she just kept getting more and more popular so now she books like a year in advance well this is it. a good cover artist can be two years booked up can't they so yeah, yeah. luckily i kind of got in on the ground floor so she gives a little bit of preferential treatment to earlier <laughs> so uh, I think the, the, yeah. the guy that's done um uh my paranormal romance series he he was the same and now mm. he's got very very popular um mm. But he will book me in. I think he's booked me in for my next two covers. So I'll box a box set cover for the Shadow Sentinels and mm. the next cover after Alpha Storm. He's booked both of those in in October for me. But I think he's quite he's quite busy. But he's very quick. Mm. He, he, you know, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it was um, nausea. My sister. She published her first book last year. Oh. And she um she wanted a a woman of color to um be the one who uh, designed it she is as well my sister we're not biologically related <laughs> but, <laughs> and um so i was telling her about naja and i forgot that she books up months in advance because <laughs> oh. it was only a few months out from her book so she had to use yeah. someone else, who is still amazing and is now um my pa so <laughs> komal chen chendwani i don't know she lives in india naja lives in Byran, somewhere in the Middle East, oh, is where right. her company is yeah. based. Yeah. It's a lot of time differences with this. There is. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I need like a chart to keep track a lot. <laughs> I have them all saved on my phone so I can check the time difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I always Google it and then Google's always wrong. I, I think I posted an hour early in um, in a group because I hadn't taken account of British summer time and oh God, <laughs> very confusing. <laughs> yeah well i do that just with the time zones in the u.s because we have i think three or four different time zones so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so all right i asked what you're working on okay i can't read what that says that's just <laughs> sad oh okay i i yeah so where can um the listeners find you online and where's the best place you know <laughs> okay well well obviously you can um look through Amazon for me, Karen Tomlinson. Um, I have my own website, karentomlinson.com. So it's got all my writing schedule on there. It's got um, my blog. Uh, I'm, I've recently, I'm recently setting up a uh, shop. So that will be completely separate. So I've got all the commerce stuff installed on the website now. Just got to take some photos of my products. Um, so that's going up. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Karen Tomlinson author. If you search, I will be on there. Yeah. So if after this, uh, if you want to send me some of the links and I'll just, I'll put them in the uh, the show notes so people can just click right on them. No worries. Yeah. I'll do that for you. So yeah, that's it. And I think I, we actually went through all those questions. So we've talked a bit, quite a bit yeah. now. An hour and a <laughs> half. <laughs> Yeah, I say it's going to be an hour and then I we kind of get into talking and there we go. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, you know, if you're passionate about a subject, you can talk for a long time, can't you? Yeah, yes, I can. I Otherwise, I'm not much of a talker unless I'm talking about stuff I really love. <laughs> yeah, if it's books, I'm happy to talk. Me yeah. too. 
<laughs> so uh thank you so much for taking time to do this interview with me i had a lot of fun <laughs> thank you for talking to me it has been fun yeah, yeah. so keep in touch on yeah. facebook i will yeah i feel like now it's you know to put a face to the name and actually have spoken to you <laughs> it's nice it's nice it's nice to talk to people it's i mean you have a lot of people that you talk to on social media but to actually talk talk face to face and hear their voice as well yeah um, it's much different <laughs> It is, it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, any last comments or thoughts or anything no, before really. we sign off? If anybody's got any questions about um, self-publishing, more more than welcome to email me or message me on Facebook. I'm quite happy to answer people's questions, um, you know, about what I probably would do differently next time. <laughs> I'm quite happy to, to, to do that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank yes you. i am as well i mean i love talking about this stuff so i can i'll put my email in the um description as well if anybody i'm always happy to answer if i know the answer i will let you know yeah, yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> there's always so much to learn always especially yeah. about marketing but um you know it's a journey and it's quite a fun journey so you just got to be prepared to put all the uh, all the effort in. Yeah, I mean, if this is really what you want to do, then yeah, all of the um, trials and tribulations yeah. they're they're worth it. So, yeah. so thanks everybody for listening, and thank you, Karen, for coming on You're this podcast. And uh, happy reading and happy writing. <laughs> <laughs> See you, everyone. Bye -bye. Oh wait. <laughs>